And just when you think you have part of it figured out, you're gonna feel stupid because you're gonna make a mistake doing something else. And that's where the dumb part comes in. You just, you feel dumb even though you're always as involved as you possibly can be, and that's fine. It's okay to make mistakes because you've never done this before. You can read all the books you want, you can listen to all the people online you want, but your specific family is going to be different than all that. So it's all just little pieces of advice you take with you that may or may not help you. Millions see and relate to their parenting exploits on a regular basis. Kevin LaFerrier and Evan Berger, better known as the Dumb Dads, on this episode of Worldwide Celeb. World. She's all over my social media, my TikTok. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Music from YouTube. The real. Behind every internet famous space you see in your scroll is a real person with an entire life offline. Freedom of expression. These are their stories. Hello and welcome to Worldwide Celeb, where we strip away the digital curtain and introduce you to the real people behind the personalities you see every day as you scroll through your feed, you click around the internet, or even listen to your favorite podcast. My name is Chris Kelly. My guests this episode are one of the funniest duos with a million plus followers of their parenting hijinks across all their platforms from their signature mock press conferences about why the visit to the park didn't go as planned to manning the dumb dad hotline and taking calls about how to outsmart their kids in the most precarious of parenting dilemmas. These guys are cranking out content that if you've got kids, you will mindlessly scroll through their feed on a regular basis and legitimately laugh out loud because ridiculous as it all seems, you've been there and you've done that. They're funny as hell as a dad of a two and a five-year-old myself, absolutely relatable in every single way. Kevin LaFerrier and Evan Berger, collectively known as the Dumb Dads. Welcome to Worldwide Celeb. Wow. Chris, thanks so much for having yes, us. Yes, thank you so much. That was, was, you were overly kind there. We I, appreciate it. I try to kiss as much ass in the intro as I can to set the tone <laughs> for a great episode. That's my little secret is out on that one. So It was a lot of embellishing, but it was exactly as we <laughs> wrote it. So we appreciate that's right. that. That's right. Perfect. Perfect. Before we get started, <laughs> In every episode, I give our guests, uh, guest or guests in this case, a secret word. It could be an ordinary word or an expression or something preposterous, but it's the guest's job to work that into the conversation as many times as possible between now and the end of the episode. It's your job as a listener to try and figure out what the word is and tweet it to us at Podcast. There's no prizes. You win absolutely nothing. It's just stupid fun. The guys have been given their secret word off the air before the show, so keep your ear out for what you might think it is during the episode. So, fellas, first things first, you you are both in Los Angeles, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And how yes. how long have you known each other? How did you meet? I assume there's, just watching the interactions you guys have in your videos and on your own podcast, surely there's a good zany story <laughs> somehow in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Pre- no, no, we've never met. No, it's all green no. screen. <laughs> We actually met um, in September of 2024. Figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we met in 2013. Uh, this is Evan, just so you know, a little more of a nasally voice. That'll be Evan for the rest of the show. Um, <laughs> we met doing, we both uh, tried out to be in like a sketch comedy company. We wanted to do live sketch comedy. And lo and behold, our whole cast became very close friends um, even after our, our initial meetup. But one day I got it. I got accepted into the company and I was supposed to meet at this girl's apartment. We were going to be introduced to our cast and lo and behold, Kevin walked in and was in the same cast as me and his wife was uh, in our cast as well. She's also a very funny lady. And we were off to the races, started doing live sketch shows, writing sketch comedy together and then kind of became fast friends. And gosh, I don't know, always, always really wanted to continue working together in some capacity we had done like a web series together and 
Um, and then we started having kids and then started a podcast about being dads because no one had really done that. There was a couple dad podcasts out there, but they had like two episodes and they recorded once every six months. And we thought, well, we could beat that. Yeah, what do they and, call that pod fade where you do like two and then it just kind of fizzles out. Oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not I, I've never I heard that term, but yeah. I think it is pod fade. I, I saw that the other day because I was thinking, man, I gotta, I really need to get some more episodes on my schedule. <laughs> <I don't> wanna, <laughs> yeah. That's the right pod. move. Yeah, yeah we right. we had uh, to uh, elaborate a little bit more on that uh, with the podcast. Uh, we hadn't done any of the sketch stuff parenting wise yet. We'd both had Evan had two kids at this time. I had one, and my second was on the way. Uh, and my wife was due in like a couple weeks. So that was where the idea for the podcast came from. And it was like, well, I know what I'm getting myself into to a degree about having a kid, but it would be fun to kind of document this and talk about parenting while I'm also going through other stuff with my uh, three, almost four-year-old. So that was when we started the podcast leading up to it. We tried to front load it so we didn't have pod fade. Right, <laughs> um, right. And we tried to front load it with like five episodes or something. Also knowing that like, when I go on paternity leave, it's not going to be like, let's get to the studio. <laughs> like, I'm going to be dealing with two kids. I'll bring all the equipment to the hospital and just yeah. <laughs> give me an outlet. We'll need an outlet. So that one could not be in video form. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not without a lot of waivers signed, I would imagine. I don't know if you guys, I always assume everybody has seen every episode of Seinfeld for one reason. But I feel like for you guys, there was surely like some kind of a family gathering with the kids running around and you guys are riffing off to the side of like one of those jerry and george moments of like you know this this right here this could be the show like this should be it this is what we do and then you guys look at each other and a cartoon light bulb illuminates over your head and you're like oh my god we need to make a podcast out of this is that kind of how it happened or what you know what it was it the podcast was very uh from the perspective of us being comedians and we're like we could probably talk about this and just talk about the the craziness of parenting and i think because i had gone through it with one child having a kid and i was about to go from one to two evan already had to we kind of like riff about like i'd forgot this ridiculous thing about parenting like i got to relive yeah. all those moments again of of the um you know the mommy and me classes and then like the whole birth plan how that's a joke and doesn't ever happen. <laughs> I got, you know, the, the funny thing is before, so before our first one was born, yeah. I actually, the best advice that I got, uh, actually came from, I was watching, it was one of the late night talk shows and Adam Levine from Maroon five was on there. Mm -hmm. And he said, the best advice I can give dads to be is before your wife goes into labor, poop, do not be caught having oh. to poop when your wife is in labor. And lo and behold, what happened when my first one was born? Oh, no. As my wife is hanging off of me and throwing up into a bucket that I'm holding on to, all I could think about was, my God, I have to go to the bathroom really so use bad. that. I could really <laughs> use that bucket right now. And that now is the advice that I give all of the first-time dads. But let me ask you this. <laughs> the, se the second time around... That's, I guess, you know what, I'll tell you what. That wasn't on my bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's legit, though. The, the second time yeah. around, and Evan... I'm sure, I don't know if you said the same to Kevin or if Kevin came to you and asked this question. I, I, I automatically assumed, because I, like I say, I've got two. I've got a two-year-old, I've got a five-year-old. Well, she's almost three and just five, so they're pretty close. Yeah. And I assumed that going from zero to one was obviously like a big leap. Like, you don't have any one day, and the next thing you know, you've got this life that you're responsible for, whatever. Uh, whatever. But how yeah. different could it be, or how difficult could it be to go from one to two? And I kind of underestimated that. And then the second comes along and it turned into this tsunami of 
oh my god, I didn't expect it to be this hard. Did you find it the same? Yes, uh, correct. It's not twice as hard. It's much harder. Um, <laughs> you going from zero to one. You're you're right. You you feel this over. Probably the biggest sense you get is like this overwhelming sense of responsibility. Like now we're in charge of this life, right? You know, and even though the first six months they don't really do much. I mean, the first three months is, you know, what they call, what the, whatever they call the fourth trimester is it's like you're raising a plant. You just feed it and water it and put it to bed. And then the, <laughs> don't water babies. That's not what you don't do, put, I'm and, just and, saying. And, and don't put your plants to bed. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, Kevin, if you want them to last, you need to take care of you them. You do have to talk to the plants if you want yes, them to you thrive. You have to talk to the plants if you want them to thrive. Thank you very much. Uh, but all that to say, you know, you're, you sort of get into this rehearsal of like taking care of this life and then you kind of get into your little routines and then they do something funny and, you know, it all just kind of starts to be adaptive. And then you think like, yeah, I could do that again. We just did it. Now we're very well rehearsed in that. Let's have another kid. But what you don't realize is you have to do all that while this other little right. person now is demanding your attention like 100% of the time. And destroying and the so, house. And destroying the house and moving around and grabbing things you're not supposed to be grabbing and finding markers that you thought you threw away. Where did you get that Sharpie? I mean, it's all that stuff while you're sort of starting to develop this routine again of watering the new baby. And here you are just getting confused all the time. You're still sleep de deprived. And, you know, it's just, it's incredibly overwhelming to have two kids that are also so far apart from each other. It doesn't feel that long ago, but there's, you don't realize the development that they go through to even just get to like two years old. So I, I think about some of the content that you guys do. And for anybody that doesn't know, it's just all of those dad things. Although I think you guys have a unique perspective because you're both stay at home dads, right? Technically speaking, yeah, even gross. though you yeah, technically speaking, yeah, we're stay at home dads. Both of our, uh, all of our kids are now officially in school, full time. Uh, the, it, starting this month, it's been delightful. And we're just, um, just waiting, but, <laughs> but yeah, we were stay at home dads as uh, you know, with as being uh, actors who who do commercials and stuff like that. But I used to work bar, uh, used to bartend nights, but that would be late, late at night. So yeah, pretty much stay at home dad. So then, and both your wives are out of the house during the day, or are they there with you? Because I'm, I'm in a unique situation where both my wife and I work from home, which was long before COVID, by the way. But I find that both of us being in the house and the kids being in the house all day, like we're all on top of each other 24-7. And I'm not yeah. going to lie, it's a little it's a little challenging at times. So are you guys in the same boat? Well, now that the kids are in school, obviously not. But uh, are your wives home with you, or is it just you guys, you know, cutting the grass and... Sipping some lemonade, waiting to go do the pickup line. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Evan's wife uh, has worked from home for a, a long time, pre-pandemic. Yes, I'm in the my, same boat as you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my wife uh, works in post-production, um, and she was in an office, and then the pandemic lockdown happened, and she went remote, and they've just stayed that way. So ever since 2020, March 2020, she's been working from home. Uh, I agree you are on top of each other, but it is, I mean, it's wildly easier to a degree at the same time. Uh, certainly, like, there's that less loneliness factor. Um, it's, it's, hard, it's hard for me to look back on life raising kids because my, my, um, my youngest turned one April of 2020. So very much a COVID kid. Mm. Uh, didn't get to do the things with him that I got to do with my daughter. And I was in such a weird routine then. My wife was at work, so it was just the two of us at home alone with my oldest and, you know, going to story time. 
going to the you know the little kids gym going to the ymca and you know, like doing all those things and it certainly changed now it's a whole different life of us all being in the same house together there's definitely an element of being on top of each other and i need to go for a walk now and then <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but it's definitely the advantage for sure can't not be ignored of just being like hey i need to go for a walk can you you know what i mean right. so there is that i also and it also appears by the way i so i do i mean generally i'm not gonna say i don't prep for these interviews but I, you know i do a little google search mm-hmm. here or whatever and your uh wife kevin her name is yep. annie correct she's got some mm-hmm. comedic chops on the mom content side she of has. things yeah, as well is this is this like the the family business now at annie leferrier yeah she um she her and i met in new york in 2005 um we both moved out there at the same time but she was moving from oklahoma i was from uh, massachusetts in new york and we started dating and both kind of like met at comedy both like we both liked comedy i had done a little she was interested in it and then we started doing um upright citizens brigade we finished completed that whole program in new york and, and we did we were in several improv shows we had a web series as well uh and then when we moved out to la as Evan said earlier, uh, a friend of a friend was like, I'm a part of this sketch comedy company. And the two of us, my wife and I, went to join them and do sketch comedy with them. And that was where we met Evan. Uh, and, and Andy has worked very close with us uh, on all of our content, helped us with a lot of stuff. She edits the podcast. Um, mm. so, so she is a big part of of the Dumb Dads, for sure. The uh, Evan, I, it's just funny because Kevin just sort of answered this question for you. I uh, went stalking you as well to figure out what's your past look like. And Mm -hmm. for starters, the first Evan Berger that pops up on Instagram is like an impressionist of some sort. Apparently yes, I know. dating Victoria Justice. Yes, I, I know, and he's, he's very. Oh, I good. don't. I don't know this. Yeah, I clicked I into the profile. This. I was like, wait a second, this is not the same guy. Yeah, and Who he's pretty this? good. He does good impressions. Yeah. When I first moved, when I first moved to California too, and like I was um, lucky enough to be eligible to join SAG fairly soon after I moved here, and then you have to go pick your name, and it, and what world would I think there's an? I'm just like Evan Berger. That's what's going to be my name. You know, I'm not going to like pick like some sort of weird crazy celebrity name i just thought i'm just gonna go with my name and there was already yeah, there was already <laughs> there was already an evan burger now i don't know if it's the same guy or not as as the as the one you're referencing but so then i thought okay well i guess i have to go with both my middle name so i'm known as evan kyle burger oh sure right uh, when it comes to sag after because there was already you can't choose somebody else's name and i was and but then you look him up and he's got like one credit from 10 years ago ah. it's like oh god it's like owning a website. You think like someday someone's going to pay me for this because I have the URL. I own the URL. I mean, to be fair, yeah, but- when I first clicked in, I was like, I think this is like a male Paris Hilton, this guy. Like he's just, is he just <laughs> out dressing fancy and like rolling up his pants and wearing mesh shoes and smiling for the camera or what? And then I was like, oh, wait, he's like, I Googled him and it literally the top line in his bio is he's famous for dating Victoria Justice. And I was <laughs> like, oh. All right, oh. and then I and I started to dig into some of the impressions. I was like, all right, he's not too bad. A little deeper <laughs> dive into Instagram I love it. shows me you're actually a photographer and a videographer, right? Uh, yeah. Or were, was, that was kind of your- Were, was kind of like, I mean, like Kevin said, you know, we moved here, and then you're like, okay, well, I'm here in LA, now what do I do? You know, neither of us had like anybody that we knew family-wise or friend-wise like in the business already or anything, so it was like, you just move here and figure it out, and then- I've always been very fascinated with photography, videography, like the creation of, I'm, I'm, I'm good with my hands. I can make stuff. And so 
I just kind of got busy like taking headshots for people and just trying to stay busy and be as creative as I possibly could. And, you know, once, I mean, I don't even know really when this was, but, you know, potentially around 2010-ish, I'd say, is when it was pretty accessible for anybody to afford somewhat of a camera setup to start creating your own stuff. You didn't have to rely on somebody else right. that had a camera and a setup and all these, you know. So I kind of had the basics of editing. I had the basics of how to shoot something. And so I always just tried to stay as busy as I could doing that kind of stuff. And then again, like you kind of have to have the most flexible job you possibly can if you want to try to be an actor or creator or whatever you ha can here. So yeah, I took headshots for people and helped people film stuff. And that's just kind of how I stayed busy. Uh, you know, honestly, all your stuff, all the videos that you guys put out are super duper polished uh, for what it's worth and have a nice perfect, you know, because some people are like, you can tell they're just shooting on an iPhone that they're holding the foot away from their face or whatever. Mm -hmm. But all your stuff mm -hmm. is really well done. Uh, right down to you, you have um, like as a radio guy, as a sonic branding kind of dork is in my most of my professional life. You have like that little guitar riff that you kind of sign these bits off on with mm -hmm. your logo pop up. That is memorable for me, and it's those little touches that I don't think a lot of content creators have that you guys seem to flourish at. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, we we take it pretty seriously just in terms of, like, can we always be improving? And that goes all the way down to the writing. Can we, you know, how many jokes can we cram into something? But also, can this look cleaner? Can it, does it sound as clean as possible? So none of it's distracting. But if the only thing you, we want you to be paying attention to is, like, what we're saying, what we're, what you're watching. And so we focus on that quite a bit. We're always trying to improve from top to bottom with uh, all the things we create. One little detail, by the way, I noticed that uh, and yeah, it was you, in fact, Evan, that one of your press conferences uh, or not a press conference, it was it was you were like the man on the street, the reporter on the side there, like the, the coach interview after the game. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, you were talking about I think you were in the park that day. And aside from forgetting the sunscreen or whatever, the red face, was that makeup or was that a legit sunscreen? Uh, sunburn <laughs> makeup. Yes. Makeup. So like it was, it, you sold it. I'll tell you. Thank you. Yeah, my wife helped me. I was like, I need a like a blush. I think uh, <laughs> I don't know what I need actually. I want to look sunburned. And she's like, Don't worry, I got you. And then she comes back with like you know her array of stuff. And I was like, Can I use a lot of this? <laughs> so I'm gonna. It might burn this whole little area here if, if you don't mind. So, like a lot of our stuff is like kind of one little thing happens in in real life, and then we go after it. With like, well, what, what, you know, what could have happened if this, what if you layered this onto it? What if this also happened? And it just kind of helps set the, you know, set the scenario. And then we just pump as many jokes as we can into it. But yeah, a lot of times, usually it's like one little thing. I forgot the sunscreen. So I was like, well, we can't either be here very long or. But this is also going to be a great bit. But this is like something I'm kind of thinking like, oh yeah, that's a massive mistake to make. Coupled with forgot to bring water or, you know, whatever it is. Right. It's like you, the things you do as a parent that make you feel stupid. So the I, I always kind of think the best content that you see online is obviously the stuff you relate to, the real life experiences by whoever the creator is. Whereas a viewer, you're like, oh yeah, that's totally happened to me. And relating personally to so much of your content Based on what you're just saying there, I imagine pretty much every moment you spend out and about with your families, you're kind of mentally taking notes on how this or that could become your next bit. Do you ever get the chance to just shut it down and enjoy the moment without constantly thinking about like the fly buzzing around the house and ruining your kids' lives that day? <laughs> how that would make a great line of the next press conference, which that is the absolute truth, by the way, that that 
sends the yes. world off its oh, axis yeah. of whenever there's a fly in the house. No doubt. Yeah, I think we're we're pretty. Uh, I think we're pretty present, um, and we don't too much uh, do. My, my my parents will always do that. Well, uh, that's a that's a skit right there. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, yeah. get the, you know, I thought of this for you. Um, that certainly <laughs> does happen. Um, we do turn it off. I mean, the the first video we did that went pretty viral early, early on when we were doing this was me just doing a video about called Confessions of a Parent. And we had just been dabbling and playing around with ideas. We had did one that did well called um, Pros to Being a Stay-at-Home Dad. And it was like pros and cons. And But when I did Confessions, that was one where I was just like, I'm just going to say some half-truths. Like some of this is embellishment. Some of it's true. Like playing around with what I really experienced and not thinking about it. And that one went viral. And that was, I think, the moment we were just like, oh, okay, the truth is, I mean, we knew that, you know, that's the old obnoxious saying, the truth in comedy. But it's true that, like, the the more relatable stuff, the more somebody can go, oh, yeah, that's me, the the more reaction you're going to get from it. So I think usually it's kind of more of a, it's less of, like, in the moment, but more of, like, a post-mortem after. Just being like, wow, that was crazy earlier. That was crazy earlier. And then you kind of, like, build off of that. Because I think in the moment, you're just trying to deal with the fly. <laughs> If you will. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then later right. you're kind of just like, well, that's not nothing. I got uh, I got called out to the car uh, like three, four days ago, literally because there was a fly in the car as my wife and kids were leaving the house. <laughs> my wife my wife called me in a panic. She's like, there's something in the car. Your daughter is freaking out. I was like, what, what is it? She's like, it could be a fly, could be a spider. I don't really know what it is, but it's on the back of the seat and you need to come get it. And I was like... You realize I'm in here working and you're going to the park like you're a grown yeah. woman. Can you not knock the fly out of the car? Nope. I had to go and knock the fly. I out had of the a car. dad called windows, de- windows down, hit the road. Let's yeah. go. I, I had a little yeah. bit of a dad win based off of that the other day because my daughter with uh, Southern California schools, they have lunch outside every day. Um, and she got chased by one of those. We have these like gigantic beetles. Uh, like just we call those roaches in Florida, by the way. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> they fly. Oh yeah, <laughs> they fly there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, these these big green dumb beetles, not dung. They're called dumb. They're June because June June June, bugs bugs. June beetles. Because they, they just fly into walls. They have like they're just drunk all the time, <laughs> and they just fly in. They'll fly into your face. Like they're just the worst. So one chased my daughter at school, and she's been I think a little traumatized by it. And then the other day we were all sitting at my table outside and I could see one flying behind her. <laughs> and I, I just kind of clocked like, this is going to be a problem. She doesn't see it yet. This is going to be a problem. So I just like leaned over because there was a sandbox right there. And I grabbed one of those like big mesh sifters. Yeah, right. I mean, I knocked that thing into the stratosphere before my daughter could really react. <laughs> nice. That's the pre- preemptive strike. Yep. No doubt. I, I will say it's like what's funny about even just that moment right there. Now, you know, whether you're at, again, like story read along on a play date, whatever, wherever you are, I don't know that I ever really turn it off. It's not like I'm sitting there thinking, is this a bit? Is this a bit? Is this a bit? But I'm constantly aware of what's going on around me. I'm also hyper aware of like what's going on sort of like secondary around me. You know, Kevin and I will be at the park together or something and then we'll kind of Maybe it's just like the comedian's brain that you're sort of always overanalyzing like every little thing, which can then become funny. And then that's a bit. And then you do, and then you're just, 
finding the joke within the bit for like 10 minutes. You know, you're just making fun of the way the guy set up his ice cream cart or whatever it is, you know, like <laughs> just the way something happened. You think that'd be hilarious, which makes me think of this, which is hilarious, which makes me think. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And we're able to sort of like replicate that when we sit down to write something. Or sometimes you can kind of just create a scenario. You have ki young kids long enough. You can pretty much paint the picture of what oh, yeah. could go wrong on the flight. Right. When you're going to, you know, the things on the way to the flight, the things that could go wrong at the airport. And then you kind of just stack them all on until we think like, this is my favorite joke. This is my other favorite joke. Let's just, how do we, how do we find a way to like incorporate these into, you know, whatever we're going to talk about. I, I caught you guys um, on, you were on an episode of Momsplaining with Kristen Bell at one point. Yeah. Uh -huh. And one of the things you mentioned then, and that was a couple few years ago back, if I'm not mistaken, but you had mentioned that there was a ton of mom content out there, but not a lot of dad content. And now kind of seems like that's changed a bit and there's a ton of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely been a, a big influx of, of dad content, which we, you know, you love to see it. Um, our big thing, which it's fair that some people don't get the name, the dumb dads is we named ourselves the dumb dads as a pushback for the stereotype of the the dumb dads the sitcom dads that don't know how to right. do anything and we wanted to make content um although that can be fun and funny i mean it's not going to pretend that the shows that we all grew up watching with the dumb dads weren't funny but it's like that's tired to us like that it's been done it's been done well but also like let's move on from that and there's plenty of comedy to mine in the idea of uh the involved parent who is still failing. And I think that's where we relate. And that's where we have also a big mom following as well as the big dad following. I think on TikTok, we have a much bigger uh, following of moms. And on, on Instagram, it's about 50-50. But it, it's good to see this dad comedy, uh, dad content showing up. And I support all of it um, as long as it's just not leaning into weaponized incompetence and just like the old ball and chains right getting on my back about golf again that, that kind of thing weaponizing co competence wow that's like a i i don't that's so profound i can't even yeah. i don't know how to get my well, head hold on that. before you credit us with that we that's not something we knew about either yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay yeah, we learned about it a, we learned about it a few years ago uh so when weaponized incompetence is just the idea of and this can be um, uh, a dad can do it. A mom could do it. Uh, a husband or wife could do it, but it's usually it's, it's stereotypically done by the men, uh, where it's the idea of, well, you're better at this thing. So why don't you just do it? Um, you know, I'm going to oh. do the dishes, but I'm going to do a kind of a purposefully bad job. I'm, I'm a grown up. I know how to wash a dish, but I'm going to do a bad job, which is going to frustrate you. And then you're not going to ask me to do it again. Great. Well, uh, you're not asking me to do it again. So that's let's, like, let's, let's look at the other side of that equation. What if, what if okay. hypothetically, and I'm, I'm not saying this has happened around here because let's be honest, she's going to listen to this episode, but okay, okay. <laughs> if you go the other way around on that and I'm not, I'm not weaponizing my competence, meaning I think I'm loading the dishwasher just fine mm -hmm. and I'm actually trying and doing a good job and my way uh -huh. works just fine, but your way is just different. And therefore you're going to redo it, so why should I bother? Is that the same thing, or is that different, hypothetically speaking? It's not. It's, uh, it's, I think it's close. It's like adjacent to it because there's, I mean, you don't need to get way too far into the weeds of somebody's relationship, but then it's like, well, then have a discussion about like what's the best way to do it or just- Get her on here now. Yeah, yeah. where is she? Hey, surprise, guess what? We contacted her, <laughs> and, uh, 
And so, you know, so it's a little bit about just communicate. I mean, you should always have communication in your relationship, no matter who you are with, right? Just to communicate with something's bothering you or you don't think I'm doing something right or I don't think you're doing something right. Communicate with it. But it's the idea that like you would front load all these activities. Well, it's like you're so much better at folding the laundry and doing the dishes and remembering when trash day is. And all I have to worry about is like being fun with the kids in the morning and then I'm off to work and then I'm going to come home and maybe go try to hit, you know, let's keep the stereotype going. I'm going to go hit golf balls and I'll be back for dinner and you're a better, I mean, you're, you're so much better at preparing food than I am. So when's dinner, it just starts to stack up on one side of the relationship intentionally. And that's what weaponized incompetence is. It's, it's uh, shared responsibility has got to be the most important thing, especially when raising kids. You're already going out of your mind thinking, <laughs> you know, with kids, kids take up enough mental capacity as it is. But uh, to answer your question, though, about specifically like the dishwasher, it's a case by case basis. I had a similar thing. My wife didn't like the way that I was folding the towels. Right. But I was folding the towels. Yeah. You yeah, know, right. So in my head, I'm doing it. And I wasn't, I wasn't like throwing this sloppy, you know, glob into the, they were folded. And it was one of those things where it's like, you just have to have the conversation uh, and not get frustrated about it. So I asked her cause I showed her the way that I was folding them. And I was like, we, this is the way that you like to have them folded when we lived at the apartment. And she's like, right, but that's fair. But now the cabinets that we put our towels in now that we're in this house are wider. They don't need to be folded that narrow mm -hmm. and stacked higher. I like to do it this way. And as somebody who does the laundry more often, my wife, it's like, I, all right, I can respect that. And I relearned how to do, uh, to, re to refold the towels, which again, it's just folding towels. Like, what are we doing here? Uh, it's, I, it's, I believe <laughs> I believe what we're doing here is what I like to call moving the goalpost without telling anybody, because mm. if uh, my, that's always been my deal is, oh, OK, I'll, I'll fold them that way. But don't be mad at me because you hadn't told me yet like this. And I, it makes it sound honestly, you guys so far in these last five minutes sound like these ideal husbands and fathers. And I sound kind of like a dick all of a sudden. No, no, <laughs> and no, I no, swear no. I'm not. <laughs> but oh. I just, I, uh, le okay, let me actually, let me, let me put this to you because I, I'm glad you brought up the whole, uh, stereotypical dumb dad thing and whatever. Cause I really wanted to get into that. And you, you explain that beautifully because I feel like you guys are more, I don't want to say you're you're good ambassadors for the fatherhood community, but kind of based on what you're talking about and how involved you are and whatever. And you obviously have a good sense of humor, can poke fun at yourselves. So I trust your input. And I want to ask kind of a serious question because I feel like your knowledge might be bottomless here, especially for how you handled the, uh, the towel deal. I suggested <laughs> to my wife the other day, just follow me on this for a second. I suggested to her uh -huh. that I'd like to install an outdoor urinal behind my garage. Okay, now I know that sounds preposterous oh, okay. all of a sudden. To be fair, however, my garage is my studio. So I'm like out in the studio here most of the day. It's a detached garage where the bathroom in the house is a long way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have parties or whatever. All the dads end up in here. Everybody just pokes out that back door to take a leak and then they come in. So I look at it as I'm classing up the joint a little bit rather than the guy's just peeing on the ground behind the garage. I have an outdoor urinal. Worried about a sinkhole? Well, it is Florida, yeah, so it's possible. <laughs> Anything is possible. But I'm trying to sophisticate the process a little bit, and it turned into like this massive thing. And I guess now that I'm just venting, I'd like to poll you guys. Number one, do you agree that it's normal and extremely common for men to pee outside when the opportunity presents itself? And number two, 
isn't the outdoor urinal behind the garage actually a great idea? I mean, it's it's like you would have we to- live in a society here. We should have, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? You're just I love <laughs> wanting to install an outside urinal with we live in a society. I know. Yeah, the couple like, thing together. He's a class up the joint with so a great. visible like outdoor urinal is my So you're going to install you're going to well, install I would, plumbing? But I would I, I would fence it in. No, I think that's the crux honestly because You're just going to put it like a Gonna go into well, you the have ground a, still. You, you're right. Yeah, you yeah. you dig down like three feet. You fill it with gravel and a few other things, and then you basically put a hose from the bottom of the urinal into the hole. I think I would fill it with gravel and then like a thousand urinal cakes. Well, yeah, that'd be fine too. But they say that because- you know it's like good for the soil and all that. Not that I would eat any vegetables that grew in it, but um, <laughs> if, gra- if vegetables know. start growing out of it, you got a whole yeah, that's other a situation. whole different situation. <laughs> that's a that's a doctor's appointment, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Um. So what's you say no then it's not a good idea or it is a great idea? I think uh, you got to put up some walls or something. Yeah, I would. I would. So that's see that's how the conversation came up. Okay. I said I said uh, I was I didn't research this online, but I was merely thinking it and I was presented an ad on Instagram for an outdoor shower enclosure and I thought to myself, I need one of those. She's like, "For what?" And I was like, "Okay, before you get mad at me, you're not going to like this, but" <laughs> and then it turned into a thing for a couple of days. Oh, but sure. I'm glad glad we settled that I'm not completely crazy in that. What you had mentioned, I had mentioned before, there's other dad content out there now. Who who do you guys like? Do you follow anybody else, obviously, outside of your own orbit? No, we block other dads. Yeah. They're competition, and they're to be destroyed. It's us, and then uh, never heard of you. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Right off the top of my head, we've done... Uh, he was kind enough to do our podcast, and then we filmed a couple sketches with him. Fit Dad CEO. He's one of our. He's one of the guys we follow a lot. Who else, Kevin? I'm gonna blank here on it. Oh, we. But. I mean, we met a lot of guys early on. Brave Dave is a guy. He's he's gotten a pretty mm-hmm. good following on. I don't know how well he does on Instagram, but we because we follow him on TikTok. Uh, but he's a stay at home dad as well. Yeah. Uh, and truly a stay at home dad, where we're like we're stay at home dads unless we get an audition. <laughs> But yeah. it is it is good. It is fun when we branched out to have the dads who reached out to us. Uh, we had uh, Dude Dad, which is he's a pretty big guy on our podcast. Uh, but yeah, we've seen other dads out there. We've reached out to them, um, kind of started that community. Uh, it's funny you you asked that question though because starting out, uh, maybe you. I would love to hear your answer, Chris, if you can relate to this. Did you find us first, or was it a situation where your wife was like, "Check these guys out." I, actually, I found you first. You did? I did. Okay. Hey, we I got did, one. Yeah. But 90% of the time, it's like we meet a mom and they're like, I send my stuff to your husband all the time. And I was like, well, <laughs> I wish he'd follow us. <laughs> yeah. That was that was our, I mean, when we first started and our stuff started blowing up on TikTok and Instagram, and it, I mean, it was like 75, 25, 75% um, of our followers were women. We obviously assumed moms. And uh, we're going, so our inside joke the whole time was like, I don't get it. You're laying in bed at night. She's watching our videos. She says, watch this. You laugh, but that's the end of it. Just hit the follow on your own account. We need, we need the other dads to get involved. I, I'll go the other way. I've, I shared you guys with my wife, for what it's worth. So she follows you based on hey, my recommendation. Yeah, to her. There we go. Appreciate yeah. it. There we Thank go. You. You're one of the good ones. You can have your urinal. 
Ah, yeah, score. I knew it. I knew if I worked at it hard enough. I thought it'd be the intro alone that would get me the urinal, but I guess not. <laughs> um, so part of the podcast is just about getting to know you guys, the kind of like the actual people behind the personas we see mm-hmm. online. So kind of a segue to that. Do you guys go out and about? You get recognized in public? Any crazy stories or anything that's happened there? Do people look to you for advice at the playground? <laughs> Definitely not. Um, uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> no, uh, we do. We, we have, especially lately, I'd say in the last six months, started getting pretty heavily recognized. It's never comfortable. Um, I, I, we appreciate it. We, it's not like, please don't talk to us. It's very nice of people to say stuff. But uh, yeah, we've definitely had people approach us and stuff. Uh, and, you know. And everyone's been very kind very as kind. well. Everyone's very, very, very kind. I we, think a lot, a lot of it is like, uh, thank you for doing what you're doing. Which I don't think we ever expected any of that. But that's I think the I only think. crazy story yeah. was one time we were at um, when we went to Disney World uh, a few months ago, um, like, and this woman just screamed, and we looked over and she just ran at us with her phone up to take a selfie, and then realized what she was doing, and then went, "I'm so sorry. Can I take a photo with you?" And we were like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Like that's you're a, a wax <laughs> dummy that's there for her amusement. Yeah, she, yeah. She certainly didn't expect to see us, obviously. In her defense, she was at Disney World where you don't have to ask permission to take pictures with the characters. So That is fair. She was probably just in that mode, but it was very funny. It was like, oh, what's happening? Do, do you, uh, <laughs> if either of your kids are having any kind of meltdown out and about, do you kind of look around and think, oh, God, please, I hope, I hope nobody knows who I am before you get in there and <laughs> deal with it? I actually... No, it's not because, you know. I mean, kids... not that they ever have meltdowns. <laughs> oh, no, they never have. Never they have. can't have a meltdown. Always, and... <laughs> always say please. And they use napkins well, and tissues. Your kids all the can't time. have a meltdown if you leave them in the car um, in public. No, I mean, honestly, like, you know, kids will kids are going to have their moments. And I think I, I'm probably a little more conscious of it than I ever was before because people also may be thinking, isn't that the guy? You know, and right. like, here he is dealing with it. But at the same time, like, I don't know, just I'll deal with it the same way I would always deal with it, which is. To just <laughs> just sit down, try to listen, and get them through it, because you know, kid, we one of the benefits of doing what we're doing, calling ourselves the dumb dads, it's like we are as involved as we possibly can be in our children's lives, because you only get one shot to do that, right? And parenting feels insane all the time, and just when you think you have part of it figured out, you're going to feel stupid because you're going to make a mistake doing something else, or you forgot something, or did something wrong. And that's where the dumb part comes in. You just you feel dumb even though you're always as involved as you possibly can be, and that's fine. It's okay to make mistakes, especially because you've never done this before. You can read all the books you want, you can listen to all the people online you want, but your specific family is going to be different than all that. So it's all just little pieces of advice you take with you that may or may not help you. How, how much time do you guys spend on like social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, not creating content, but viewing it? Do you have any, uh, like, you know, your own private accounts where you just be yourself keep up with friends and family or is all the social stuff you do for the brand so to speak that's funny um i was always and i think evan was too pretty terrible at social media have a you know have personal accounts all that stuff and then would just check in very rarely and the only reason i had put us on tiktok was at the suggestion of my wife so we'd already had the podcast had been going for almost a year and a half and uh the pandemic happens we get in lockdown and my wife was like, hey, I've been I've been on TikTok. You guys should check it out. And then we you posted here and there, didn't know what we were doing, getting our sea legs. And then once stuff started hitting, it was like, oh, this has now become 
uh, a, a creative outlet first, but once stuff started taking off, it was like, uh, this might now also become a job. So now it's like, now I were forced to be on top of it. And how much am I on social media? I mean, I just got my latest report. I'm down to 28 hours a day. So, <laughs> That's pretty um, good. Yeah. So it's, it's down 12% from last <laughs> That's week. Great. So. That's good. I agree. I mean, like I, if I'm on it, it's mostly through our account responding to kind messages we get or direct messages or um, responding to comments on our videos. I go on to like my personal feed that I follow different. I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm a big golfer. So I like, I follow like a lot of golf accounts and stuff like that. So oh, nice. I mean, same, it's probably, same. it's definitely less than, less than an hour, less than a half an hour total day on my personal feed. Uh, if at all, I mean, I don't almost ever post. <laughs> What, kind of a uh, lightning round here. I ask everyone these next few questions, very basic, non-content creator type, normal human questions. Uh, either of you, take it. What's your worst bad habit? Scheduling play dates. <laughs> um, I don't like to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm like, even if it's somebody I like, like even if I'm like, he's an all right dad, I just have to go on a play date and sit down with another parent and go to their house and it's just like we have nothing in common except our kids like each other it's it's a nightmare i've had a few of those around here i'm not gonna lie evan what about you yeah showing up to play dates that kevin tries to schedule with me it's um i try to ignore no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> probably i just honestly that makes me think of one that i wish i was much better at would just be to like strike up a conversation with a bunch of strangers you know like whether it's the pickup line or drop off line or whatever I'm not self-conscious of like what we do and whether or not people know, but I've just never been really good at like just once the conversation starts, it's fine, but I'm just right. not good at like the first 60 seconds, you know, like mm-hmm. don't say something about the weather because it's going to say something about the weather. That's not a good conversation starter. <laughs> that's, so I think, but that's, but we're standing outside. So we could lead with that. So I just wish I was much better at like getting to know other parents and, um, being more interactive, my a bad habit of mine is just kind of staying in my own little bubble lane, getting there with my kids and being excited to see my kids and then bouncing. Um, I try to be better at it though. Cause I have a couple of friends and I think even Kevin is, Kevin's much better at it than I am, even though he'll say he isn't, but I, you know, I have a couple of those friends that are, that are like that. They're so outgoing. Right. And then you spend like 10 minutes with them wherever and it's like oh i know that guy oh i know let me go say hey like i yeah. know that guy. they know so many people and i think like man i wish i was more like that i wish i knew more people and yet here i am in my own little bubble and i don't i don't say too much to you know someone i've never met before what are uh your guilty pleasures like binging a certain tv show something you can't do without that maybe nobody would guess you're into oh mine's pretty mine's pretty stereotypical i mean i uh, the kids go to bed i love to play like video games uh, I don't do it every night because I'll regret it when I stay up too late. But yeah, I'll play like Breath of the like Legends of Zelda when the kids go to bed, and then I'm like, "This is just an hour," and then it's twelve thirty. Yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> no, that goes. Yeah, I, I'm with him there. I'm I've played video games as a kid, so I still my my son is just old enough to where he's he's getting he's can get he's pretty decent at video games, so it's fun to play with him. What do you play with him? Um, we play anything. We're I've been a Nintendo kid for a long time, so we'll play like Smash Brothers. Hmm. or Mario Kart. Yeah, um, I was going to say I play Mario Kart with my 5-year-old and do you dish out the punishment or do you he, I I will beat him. Yeah. 
until he can beat me. It's a life he lesson, hasn't got, right? He hasn't gotten close yet. But it's like the one thing I'll hold on to. Like, you will not beat me at Mario Kart. I feel like I've earned the right to not intentionally lose at Mario Kart in my lifetime. Uh-huh. That you need to go through the same, you know, training you got camp to learn. that I've gone yeah. through. Right. Exactly. Um, and then other than that, I'm I'm a pretty... I'm a pretty probably stereotypical guy when it comes to some sports stuff. I'm an avid golfer. I've played golf since I was like a little kid. I'm a big baseball fan. I'm a huge soccer fan. Mariners so, fan, right? I'm a Mariners fan. Yes, yeah. I'm from Seattle, so I like all my. I'm kind of a, I'm a hometown kid, so I like the Seahawks. I like the Mariners, and then I have followed Liverpool in the hmm. Premier League for I don't know ten or fifteen years. Pretty pretty closely. I watch them every week, and I'm. I would say just on the uh, right side of obsessed with <laughs> with watching Premier League. Do you have uh, any notable celebrities that follow you guys anywhere online and anybody you follow? Yeah, we have quite a few, honestly, that follow us that once in a, you can kind of see who, you know, you get the notifications of like who follows you and you can you can kind of scrub through. Right. And we have quite a few that are um, that follow us that are pretty fun christabel is generous enough to follow us you know especially after she had us on her show yeah. so that's right. always she's, fun yeah she's been a have. big supporter of ours so um another one actually you know i don't know if i actually have no idea how big of a celebrity he is but adam shapiro is a guy who um like reached out to us he was in like he was in steve jobs um what's the show is he that he's currently on or was he's on the bear he was on the bear for an episode and he's never he was on never have i ever never have um, i ever that's right He's, and he's, um, his, his wife is Katie Lowe's and he's got a couple of kids himself. So he was on our podcast, but he's, he was just a big supporter of ours. And we've, and we've, um, had a, had a play date with him uh, a couple of times, and, but he's, he's a rad guy. So he, some of these, you know, he's like just as much of a dad as we are, you know, he's, his job, he's an actor, but he's, he's an active dad and he's, he's a cool dude. My therapist follows you for what it's worth. So you can oh. add her to the list. I just, I, I as a, to... how not to, uh, <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love to no, get their you know, money. Funny, but... There's some issues here. <laughs> she, she, she had, uh, she had an intrigue with some of the other guests that I've had and am going to have here soon. Uh-huh. And, uh, so she, I saw her recently. She said, who's coming up? And I said, oh, I'm going to be talking to these guys called the dumb dads. She's like, oh my God, I love them. So I was like, oh, that's fun. All right. Well, that's that's, that's good then. That's so it's fun. all all the worlds are colliding in that regard. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, through the other ones that come to mind, Jane Lynch. We're huge fans of Jane Lynch. Ah. Follows us. Um, Macklemore follows us. He's a pretty active dad on social media. So for for me being a Seattle guy, I was like, that's that's a pretty fun get. I was gonna say, yeah, that's... but uh, yeah, I mean, they've been very very nice. People reach out to us and uh, you know once in a while like our stuff, and it's yeah, everyone's very supportive. We're lucky. What uh, what is is next for you guys? What's in your near future? What's in your longer term goals for the Dumb Dads brand? Uh, we just are you know hoping to keep doing this expanding. Obviously, with the uh, SAG after WGA strikes, you know we can't really move our our what we want to do anywhere farther than where we're at right now. And that's honestly fine. Um, we've turned this into a job that's been, uh, we've been very lucky and fortunate to do. We do brand deals now and we make a living doing that. I don't, as I mentioned before, I was bartending nights cause, um, we needed to have two incomes in order. We live in LA. Uh, we needed, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we needed two incomes. <laughs> so, uh, doing that. And then when the pandemic hit, I was like, man, I hope I retire from bartending. I hope when this is over, I don't have to go back. And luckily, what we're doing is really taken off and, and we make uh, um, enough money that we're able to to be able to live here and, and um, it's a great job. So we're, we're hoping to keep expanding this. We'd love to write books, um, I think is our next venture. 
is kind of to get out there and, and write a book from our perspective using our comedic point of view and um yeah just just grow it in any way people want like you know if if people want to see us do more things we'd love to do more things but if there's a void that we aren't filling that we are would able would be able to contribute our uh you know our creative minds to we would love to do that we've talked about doing like i don't know in what capacity what this means but like a tour or like some live show dates or something like that i think would be something we would both be very interested in it would be a, a lot of fun similarly there's some guys out here that we've had on the podcast called the beat buds um they're these two these two dads that yeah. started just like uh started just doing just kids birthday parties but they were they're they've been music- musicians their whole lives and same thing they've expanded into an empire where it's like now that it used to be those two at birthday parties and now and then they were doing some big stuff some big events and now it's yeah now they're doing huge events with multiple casts so i was like hey good for you get it I mean, kind of to make the comparison, there's the original Blippy, and uh-huh. then there's that other guy that everybody's like, that's not Blippy. That's right. And then nope. there's the new but guy. Blippy's still cashing checks. Yeah, he sure is, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, to finish up, everybody's got some go-to wisdom they whip out from time to time, uh, and I feel like you guys are going to be pretty good at this, because you've already dropped some good uh, advice and some knowledge there. I always say... Uh, like my go-to best advice is always don't follow anybody's advice, especially with parenting, because like you guys said earlier, everything is different. Every situation, every kid, every, everything is different. So follow nobody's advice. That was always my advice. Um, but now I'm going to ask people to follow your advice. So (laughs) what's the, what's the most sage advice you've ever been given? You feel like would be good to share with other people on any topic whatsoever. Don't uh, put an outdoor toilet in the. Uh, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> damn it! I knew it. I knew you were going to renege on that somehow. Yeah. Um. I was. I'll give you. I'll give you a couple. One. One quick one that I had that one of my friends gave me right before I was about to have my first kid. He said one of the best pieces of pieces of advice he ever received was that try your best to have your kids adapt to your life. Right. Um. And don't shut down your whole life for all of your children's needs. And it doesn't mean ignore your children or anything like that. It just means if you become shut off to the world and only focus on doing what your kids in what they need, what they're doing, everything, you're going to start to lose your friends pretty quickly because you just won't see them or hear from them at all because you got to try to maintain those relationships. And it's, it's easier when you're, uh, when they're like a little baby, an infant, because you can still go out to eat and still meet up with people and things. The challenge comes when they're busy with school activities and everything, but still, um, you know, like I'll say as an example, Kevin and I work together, you know, almost every day of the week, but still on Thursdays, it's like sort of a little play date we set up where we still, you know, we go live on Instagram and TikTok and we um, talk with our followers and stuff, but we then we just sit down as our two families and just have dinner together. Nice. And... We try not to talk about business too much, but once in a while it comes up, it's just such a big part of our lives now. But just talk about whatever, you know, talk about whatever that makes us laugh. And we alternate who's going to cook the dinner that night. And we just like sit together as two families and, um, and it's a great time, you know? So I would say just try to have your kids also adapt to what your life is. Introduce them to your adult friends and, you know, bring them around. And that's another way to just kind of get them involved. That's great advice. Yeah. Um, I would say, and I kind of brought this up on our latest podcast, um, not our latest one, but very recently with Evan, 
about this idea, social media, especially if you are a parent and you follow other parent creators, a lot of them are going to try, a lot of them will guilt you into being that you're a bad parent. That's okay. Whatever. Uh, but there also be like, there's also the people that try to guilt you into like, just to make you sad that like, it's over. Like this stage is over, for, you know, oh, yeah. like we like I have a, I have both my kids are in school now. Right. So I don't have a kid at home during the day. Right. They're both now at school full time. And people would like to make posts to just kind of stick that knife in and twist it and be like, it's over. You, it's, you lost it. It's gone forever. <laughs> like, sorry. Uh, and I came up with this idea of just like, I kind of pushed back on that. Of course I miss it. Of course, when I see a dad with a infant and a baby carrier, I'm immediately transported back and being like, oh man, I remember that. I remember having this huge sweat stain on the front of my shirt because like their little furnace bodies melted me and all <laughs> that stuff. And sure, I do miss it. But you know, the thing I said, uh, I said to Evan was just like, you'll miss it even though you didn't miss it because you were there. You did get to have those experiences. Right. The best part is the next part, you know, and, and enjoy this new adventure and stop looking at the old stuff and, and just beating yourself up that that stage is over. This stage is just as fun. Watching my kids come home from school is just as fun. And yeah, I missed that stage, but it was fun. And now I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the next adventure. That's right. Somebody once posted in one of our lives or something like that, that we were asking, you know, does it get harder? Is it, when kids get older, does it just get much harder, much harder? And they say, it doesn't get any harder. It just gets different. And that fits right into what Kevin is saying is that there's just each, there's new stages. You just leave one stage and you get into the new stage and then you leave that stage and you get to the new one. And, and rather than feeling guilty about the previous one because it's over, just every day that you can be as present as you can in your kids' lives because then you will look fondly at each stage as you move on. And then you'll be so prideful of the little kids and young adults they grew up to be. <laughs> that it, it actually reminds me, there's that clip that circulates from Modern Family where Ed O'Neill... Uh, oh, dude, that's... If you can't... I can't get through that. I know. It, just watching him. It's, it's, it's the whole clip about, uh, you know, there's this baby and he's amazing and whatever. And then there's this toddler and this new kid that's asking all these questions and whatever. And you don't miss the baby because you got this kid. And then... That, you know, they get the next kid and the next kid and you don't miss the one before. And then one day, all of them walk out at the same time. And every yeah. time, speaking of twisting the knife, I, I just go, I can't it's even. It's delivered so well. It and it's really like is. the most poignant, well said representation of what. I mean, I don't even have kids in college. I don't even have kids yeah. in high school. But it's like the way it's said, the way it's written there, it's like, oh, that's not going to be fun. <laughs> I, know, I know it. Oh, it's the worst. I uh, Listen, guys, you, uh, number one, have been very kind with your time. I feel like I'm a little long. And number two, I I don't want to say that you, this chat with you wasn't what I expected in that, I guess it kind of was. I felt coming into this like you are, well, I said it earlier, you're good ambassadors for fatherhood uh, in that you are are fighting to change that stereotype that every dad is a dumb, bumbling, irresponsible, not taking stock and not participating in the process and you guys both do you you walk the walk in other words you talk the talk you walk the walk and uh, I appreciate that as a fellow dad and as a fan of what you do and I cannot thank you enough for spending this time yeah, with thank me. you so much for having us and then just a little button on that I mean it's just it's something we also have to work on I'm, we're not going to pretend we're perfect dads uh, which is the point of the content oh, come on you don't have I'm to be saying, all modest you it's can fine. work on it is what I'm saying we can all work on it <laughs> <laughs> 
but thank you. Genuinely, you know, I, Kevin's talking about. I'm so kick ass. I'm just so happy. That's fine. He's missing that's early. Perfect. He's missing early pickup right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Great. my god, I gotta Good go. Work, Dad. Nice work. <laughs> uh, I appreciate it, fellas. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. It was a pleasure. Huge thanks to Evan and Kevin for the chat. You can catch them pretty much anywhere across the internet at The Dumb Dads. Or check out The Dumb Dads podcast on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to any of your favorite podcasts. And speaking of, thanks to you for listening to this. Catch you next time on Worldwide Celeb. Be sure to like or follow at WW Celeb Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. If you like the show, please leave a positive review and subscribe to stay up to date on new episodes when they're released. Wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, Worldwide Celeb is a Wavecast Studio production hosted and produced by Chris Kelly with production and promo support from Adriana Botterill and Justin Simkin. For booking information and more details about the podcast, visit WorldWideCelebPodcast.com. 